so since we talked last, I was um, <coughs> I had already lots more realizations and understandings of the things you said to me today that we spoke. And sometimes it seems it makes no sense to ask any more questions because actually what you told me is to go to the nothingness and drop everything. You keep saying that in a lot of <coughs> times. So, But I have two questions. <laughs> um, <coughs> is there awareness in, in nothingness? Yes, but not the awareness that you may talk about, like not, not like say awareness of something necessarily. It's not functioning like that. Or you can say there could be awareness of the nothingness. Even you know, you can say like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think consciousness is before awareness, uh, before nothingness. Nothingness, and then out of it arises consciousness. I think nothingness, in terms of the concept of nothingness, maybe you, you maybe you're talking like that. But when I refer to this nothingness, I'm not talking about a concept of nothingness. You see, there everything is left at some secondary. Everything else is else. It's you've left that zone. Hmm? It just is. It's the it's the space where it just is. I have a hard time speaking. <laughs> well, it's the okay. Is that what you mean? It just is. Yeah. Remember when you speak like that, you're not referring to some abstract state somewhere else. You're speaking about what is here now, you know, isn't it? I'm always watching for that. If you speak about something and it's like you're talking about it as though it's an it somewhere else, and so I said, no, no, that's not how I mean. You know? That is that is underlying everything that you, all your moods or thoughts or identities or discussions or philosophies. Everything is secondary to that. Just like clouds floating in that um, sky or something. So, the nothingness. I w I don't feel any urge to make any kind of comparison or to measurement between nothingness and awareness. I can say that if you speak about nothingness, is because somehow you're aware of it. No. But I don't want to say much more than this because I don't feel that distinctions hold any strength in the in the actuality of the experience. You know, your mind will not have the power to keep going on with procrastinating or something. Your mind will not have the power; it will lose the power. You see, and and so your your thoughts are replaced with direct experience, which is very different. You will not be able to multiply concepts. After a certain point, if your seeing is authentic, uh, the energy to think further will just fall away by itself, and uh, your questions will also drop away. Mm. Very few questions are really important. No? Mm. When you when 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 you say if truth is what you're searching for, it's not a deep, 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 far, far, lots of thinking. It's very simple because it's non-conceptual. You know, it's not uh, when you speak about the what is. It's not a bundle of sacred concepts or something. 
So even the idea of sort of like reaching it or attaining it um, are just ideas arising in in it. But I'm looking for when you actually meet that in 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 true in true seeing. Because if you do, this conversation won't last very long. It shouldn't go on to another stage of, you know, okay, after this, then what? No, I said, no, 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 no. I've told you enough to, to, to fool your belly. You see? So at this level of introspection, it's very, um, you know, we don't have any distance much to go. It's just clarifying a few little, few little things and uh, you're, in, you're in that incomparable state. If you want to say, you would have your questions satisfied. You would not be able to raise further questions. Arise out of consciousness. Say again. Attention. The, yeah. My the attention. Attention I give. or a tension? What did you say? No, attention. Attention. That attention. I give to. That I can um, cast on on my on my on as a witness. The attention I give to that I place inside the observer. And when you say I, what are you referring to? Let's slow down a little bit. The then I, we can't go far with that. If you say, "Oh, this is the person's question," mm. you give you're giving. A person is a very overrated state, you know. And so I cannot accept the, the the person's questions as being so credible. You are aware of the person to say it's it's coming from the person. So if you know it's coming from the person, do you want to persist with that or? or because if you say it's coming from the person, you, it doesn't give much validity to it. It's just another kind of thought, feeling, where you... You see, I, I have a little trouble with this type of thing, when you say it's coming from the person. I'm not interested in answering the person's questions. You must understand what the person, when you say person, what it means. Whatever is person, whatever is personal, is not stable. So any answer I give you, you cannot hold it because you, the one who received the answer, is not stable. You see, if you understand that, then um, well, it feels like the person, but I'm not sure it's the person because everything is so mixed. Okay. So. That which is aware of even the subtlest mixture is that itself mixed. 
That which is aware of even the subtlest mixture. Is that itself mixed? Is it mixed also? You can see something is mixed, even a subtle way you can say, yeah, you know, this or all of this, the mind, emotion, thought, consciousness, it's all it's not things, it's all kind of one soup of things. So that that is being perceived. The, that which perceives this, is that trapped in the bubble of, of what it's perceiving? Okay, so go back to that then and, and see if there's something that that needs. Does that need something? You see, the, 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 the responses are very, very simple. The only difficulty, if there's one, is is that uh, somehow the habit to identify as a person um, seems, and uh, and the desires and urges of the person seem to have some credibility that is not is not easy to drop that. But my response already is finished. It's very very simple. You see, yeah. If there is a kind of maturity, is whether somehow the answer somehow can um, throw enough light on on any on any misunderstanding, as to put it out altogether. Because maybe the 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 the, the, the answer come, but you're not able to really assimilate the answer to really make use of it. We can try again. It, it's useful because even if you say it comes from the person, I say okay, okay. But are you that person? Are you addressing yourself as that person who is asking the question? From a place where I use the person to communicate with you at the moment. Okay. For what reason? Um. I mean, do you have to descend into the realm of personhood to communicate with me? Is it a descending or an ascend ascending? It seems like a descending. Yeah, so easy. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Where would you leave a, a, a more auspicious state to get into a much more complex or messy state to communicate what? What, what would be so important about that? Hmm? It doesn't seem to make sense. If you had to, to sort of like drop the the level of your own wisdom to communicate something, it means you know you know already. Then why would you have to 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 somehow go go down to to find a point that I've not asked you about? You brought this conversation now. Huh? 
it seems I, I went into this game of person mm. and now I don't know exactly how to get out of it. That's why I asked you, you being what? What are you referring to yourself as? You went now you went into the realm of personhood, you're not able to come out, you see? Hmm? I feel I'm consciousness and I'm put attention in the person. Hmm. And now you see the person has is without that reality that you why you want to come out now? Because it seems the person takes on its own uh, life and mm. uh, and becomes more powerful than than myself, than <laughs> the consciousness. It <laughs> takes off and it, it, it yeah, yeah, overruns yeah. me mm. sometimes. Mm. And I don't like it. <laughs> mm. You are still in the mind for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the person is not. Uh, the person cannot survive independent of consciousness. So it doesn't have a life by its own, so to speak. Really, um, it, it it kind of runs on phantom power. You understand what I mean by this? That it has to draw its life from a, a higher source that seems to believe in it. And like this, it it seems to get some power to continue. Otherwise, it doesn't have any power. So your belief or the identity you wear uh, energizes that that personhood state. The minute it's it's it doesn't have a significance for you, it begins to diminish in power immediately. You you should notice. You you, you can see this. But it seems like I'm wearing the person You're wearing as a protection, or mm. because sometimes the world feels very uh, threatening. That is coming through the person. That's the person's view. Yeah. So you say you are wearing the person because the world seems threatening. You see, but it's to the person that the world mm. feels threatening, not to the self. Only to clarify this, you know, it's not nothing. So only to clarify, I think the the mix-upness, the mix-upness is to do with identity more than anything after that. Hmm? The mixed-upness is coming from the identity and not coming from the things. It's like the idea you have of yourself is suffering from other ideas it has about itself. The idea you have about who you are. Is suffering from its own projections, so it's like two steps out. Hmm? The, the the source consciousness it does not suffer. It, it sees this, it, it understands, it perceives this, but it's not shaken by that. It's not uh, disturbed by it. It's not affected by it. Hmm? If your introspections are really coming from the state of the person, you're going to go around in circles. Actually, you must quickly see. Uh, that they are just the the imaginings of the person, and uh, are you able to see that and dismount? Even that is saying too much, you know. You don't even have to dismount. When you see something, when you see through an illusion, it immediately loses power. 
It's not that you have to go and then take it somewhere else and get rid of it. Uh, the nature of the illusion is that when you see what it is, immediately its power is gone. That's a kind of crucial point of it, so that you're not merely just entertaining a kind of spiritual mind about these things, but you can, you know, just kind of sweep aside the things which are not relevant and get to the heart of it. Let's do that. Yes, yes. What would be in the way? I can't identify it. Does that imply that there is something in the way? There must be. I would be there. I would be. I would look. I be looking. I mean, when you say I would be there, when, I mean just just for clarity's sake. I mean, what do you mean when you say there? What what do you mean by there? There is what. Be be uh, filled up with with the sense of presence. But even a sense of presence also is perceivable. Is it perceivable? Yes. Uh, there is nothing negative in saying that, you know. I mean, sense of presence is our natural and intuitive way, or your untaught way, of knowing you exist, isn't it? The feeling I exist and presence are not different. It's as is that, you know. It is there already, you know, you don't have to do anything to help that. It is there. The only thing is that it is uh, mis um, uh, misunderstood or taken to mean a person, which is far greater than a person. You know, a person is a very it's also consciousness, but a very limited or contracted form of consciousness. Which you have tasted, we all have done it. Um, so you said, I'll be, if I was here, if I was in that pure state, you know, I would be filled up with presence. Or oh, who's filled up with presence means what? You are presence. You know you exist no? you, naturally, and if you don't attach uh, so many interpretations to that and add things to it, just a pure sense of existence um, or unmixed presence. This is that is it. Simple like that. It doesn't come with some uh, some history or hmm? it doesn't come with any of that. It's just a sense of presence, that's all. Hmm? Which you may call the relative to the waking state and all that appears in the waking state, the sense of presence seems constant relative to the functioning of the waking state. But in when the time of sleep comes, this sense of presence also go. But there is a presence that even continues in the sleep. You'd call it presence. You'd call it presence. But uh, in deep sleep, you're not even really aware of the the I am feeling. Maybe in some very subtle way that might be there, or the potential for that to somehow sprout is there. But it is not your sleep experience. 
But there's this something that watches me while I'm sleeping, that, that watches what happens, what I'm thinking, what I'm dreaming. No, that's not sleep. That's dreaming, that's different. It means that the consciousness is still active, it's still negotiating, it's still interpreting, it is still, you see, evaluating, it, it is still contemplating, it's still thinking or whatever it is. But you refer to the deep sleep, you know, beyond the state of you and me-ness. Yeah? And I don't think we can admit to uh, a true break in our existence, in our being. Just the way in which we perceive ourselves, there's change in that. Hmm? But I don't sense that, you know, like I call some questions, I call knowledge questions, and some questions are freedom questions. Hmm? The knowledge question is building up information. Yeah, okay, and uh, this, you know. A freedom question is a different thing. <laughs> Isn't it? Freedom question means something that now you you induce a state of risk uh, that maybe what you may come to understand or experience could create some radical shift in the way that you perceive and could bring about some not create, it cannot create anything about the Self, but it can maybe blow away some delusions you hold on to about uh, the True Self or something. I say this because often there is some risk, you know, the feeling of risk, whenever the ego sense feels challenged, although we say we want to get rid of the ego, but in the actuality of, the, of, of that happening, some hesitations are likely to come, you know, a fear, of, because you don't quite, you're not quite sure uh, if you, if the ego slips away, that you might be losing something valuable or something. And I put that at one of the reasons why it seems we avoid uh, full seeing, because there's a sense I might lose something which in your mind you give a, a greater value to, even a greater value than truth in actuality. But when you speak, you may say, no, of course, I'm here for the truth. But in the moment of uh, the real possibility to discover something, some hesitations may come. And I only want you to know that those hesitations are not coming from your pure Self. They are coming from the, the identity. Hmm? I mean, if if this was your last half an hour in this body, I would like to know if there's a question. I'd like to know what kind of question you'd put, or what desire you would have for something. What is the state of play? What would be the state of your your existence? How would you feel inside this body? Would you have any request, or you know? Some people take a question like this. They're they're good. They're able to kind of get into the role of it and and really check it out, rather than just speculate. Hmm? There's no fire in your question yet, is it? 
Ja. Warte mal. Being afraid. What are you afraid of? Fum is good. Yes? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of bluff in the mind, eh? Yeah? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have a feeling that you have to wait for the right moment and uh, when you have enough courage and all of this thing. But that doesn't have anything to do with the self. It doesn't have anything to do with the self. Doesn't find one moment more auspicious than another, because it does not want anything at all. <laughs> hmm? yeah. It does not stand to gain anything, to benefit from anything, or to be lessened by anything at all. So, can you imagine how free that is when you're not really um, there's no measurement for you. There are no, no, no conditions for you. There is nothing you can do that is so wrong, or so bad, or so good, to be more the Self, isn't it? If you hear this, it allows you to just, just give up all this, all this um, Self-torturing, and uh, psychological gymnastics, and all of that stuff. It is the person who suffers spirituality, and suffers from the ego. Who finds it such a ride? At a certain point, you are able to look and see that uh, the person itself is part of the the Maya, part of the illusion. It is okay because I don't find personhood or the play, the costume of personhood or personality, to be particularly offensive in itself. It could be there if it becomes superficial. It is okay. It can be playful. It's when it is taken seriously, when identity arises from consciousness and then takes the person to be a fact, then the poison is released somehow. You can say like that. In the bigger picture, you can say it is consciousness that plays. Even that part is played by the consciousness itself. But uh, every problem is personal. Hmm? You can say in a way that the consciousness is suffering the person. That's the play, it seems. Not the total consciousness, not the pure 
but some capacity or some potential within the consciousness, the dynamic consciousness, I mean, takes on the garment of personhood and suffer it as an experience. It's not totally blind to that somehow. It seems necessary for the game of life to be tasted, uh, to go to all all the extremes, uh, have to be touched upon at some point. And through the very suffering, the consciousness draws enough power and depth to reflect upon itself again, or something. So don't look upon any hardship as you know. Oh, you know this. Um, what did I do wrong? As you know, to do things wrong. Sometimes that has a part to play, but not only that. The whole game of the life of duality includes that. If you take out the personal you know, responsibility and blame, or go too deeply into that, you'll find that uh, It's not what things are, it's how you perceive them that then determines the impact it will have upon you. Nothing has one meaning. You give it the meaning. You give it the meaning. And sometimes you keep changing the meaning of things according to your mood or something or development or something like that. But nothing exists with one single meaning. All is potential. And as we evolve more towards emptiness, uh, the mind becomes a much less complex zone. Things become much more easy, easily comprehended. No, nothing, nothing troubles you. When you are not personal, everything flows, or is seen to flow. When you are personal, things still flow, but you don't see them. You are too busy creating trouble. Hmm? <laughs> not intentionally, of course. In one way, we can say it's also it's also easy, so simple. Oceans of love and peace is here, oozing out of you, and seemingly blocked just by some notion that we preserve in ourselves that we are this person. I don't know. Maybe a dream soon over. It is like a very thin veil between the person and the self. (laughs) In a way, the person is the self, but not quite. (laughs) <laughs> Little, somebody told me that uh, the difference, like one gene or something, I don't know about these things. I heard, I heard somebody say like this one time, that it's just something like one gene 
separate the man from the monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Some people shake their head. I don't know if they know even. We hear, we read these things. <laughs> look at that. It's amazing. Huh? One percent of DNA. One percent. One percent of genes. Whatever that means. One percent of genes. Yeah, DNA, DNA. Ah. <laughs> See, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but it sounds like a very sound tiny very percent, like yeah. very tiny percent, little <laughs> drop. Yeah? Mm. And, and, and what a vast difference in the functioning. Mm. Mm. And it seems that just one thing seemed to create the sense of separation. Mm. You know? You know? I don't even feel like saying between this and that, because there is no two things really to be between. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, that created this illusion. And yet how vast it can feel, what a big difference it can seem to make. And there is still such a tremendous amount of effort put, you know, to try and analyze and to work out and to mm. practice and to breathe and to sit and to do and <laughs> you see. But I found it all still within the dreaming mind. This one, something in us, maybe you, maybe you could call it grace. I don't think it is. It's not outside. It can function in a kind of like a slow release tablet, or it could be a whack on the head. <laughs> but it changes the way in which we perceive and the position we seem to be looking from. For the most part, the the human expression of consciousness has adopted a certain posture or position from where it thinks the fact of itself begins like that. But it's still only fiction, and only that has to be seen. There are some inexplicable things there also. It's not just, not just intelligence only. It's not just intelligence only. Sometimes it feels like a spell. I don't know. But it seems only grace can release it. And it's a paradox because. At the same time, we are dead. You do come back to a state of emptiness. When we look from the perspective of the person, or from the conditioned mind, or the psychological identity, emptiness is not appealing, mostly. Sometimes it feels like it's, it has a power there, 
but the actuality and the actualization of uh, being empty sends terror into the ego mind because of the exaggerated um, feeling of um, control the need for control and this uh, this sense of control seemed to substitute or hide um, that recognition of the intuitive function of the world that somehow you feel responsible for what will happen or things like this better to keep the mind empty and silent than try and use it to figure out life then existence your life might just become magical again miraculous maybe you can say not even that you even are that fascinated by miracles all of it is miraculous Ram, 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 Ram,